0: Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Because you don't have to do it. <laughs> that is true, but you make it look so easy. I'm just getting it easy Welcome to the
1: Grinder. I'm James. I'm your host, and I'm joined along with Addison Corbin. How
0: you doing, my man? I'm doing mighty well, James. Mighty, mighty well. Good. Are you closing some business? Yeah, business has been real good lately, man. We, is, it, um, is it booming? uh some people do say that it is booming mm-hmm. um I would say that it's a steady climb, so the housing market's up it's up um yeah it's it's definitely up so we're maybe seeing, are is it so much that values are up or just activities up both and that that's the cool thing about it because we're seeing we can't keep a house on the market longer than a week if it's priced right if it's in the right location you know those those factors but we're not seeing it on the market more than a week, four or five days max. Very cool.
1: Mm-hmm. So when, when when the industry's really hitting like that, do you see a lot of agents who probably
0: um, shouldn't be winning or winning? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the ones that, it blows my mind, are the ones that are still complaining right now. Because right now, if you're not making any money, bro, go and go back home and suck on mama's titty. That's all I got.
1: Because, I mean,
0: they're they're in for awakening when winter comes, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, winter. Surprisingly, last year we rode straight through winter. I mean, it was just it was hitting on all cylinders. But mm-hmm. we are in the time to make the most money because we have the electronics. We have uh, well, electronics. I meant to say technology. We have the the business. Just business in general is just so. I mean, you're seeing it on your end too.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of activity. The The market's actually, <laughs> unfortunately, all right, now I'm not trying to be the guy complaining here, mm-hmm. but unfortunately, um, it, look, auto insurance drives majority of the market right. for insurance agents, unless you're just some specialized, super niche agency. I mean, we try to do our fair share of commercial, uh, which is, activity's definitely up for that. Uh, but auto drives a lot of agencies. And Georgia is so odd right now with the way auto, the auto market's just going through the weirdest thing I've seen in 15 years uh, that I've been in it, and so it's it's kind of messed with it a lot. Yeah, it's made it more difficult <clears throat> than it should be. Um, so we're, I don't I don't know if we're getting to reap as nearly the benefits as maybe a lot of other industries with right. the market being up. Right, <clears throat> but we're not complaining. Are you of the mindset, you know, some people are like, I I don't like it when the market gets really good because it brings all these other people who shouldn't be competing and lets them start winning. So Some people like it when, you know, it's the season where it's winter, you know. I mean, it's winter in the business and, and, you know, a lot of people can't hang and that's where they think they really um, grow.
0: Yeah, I mean, a lot of it is you do have your expansion at that point, like things get a lot better for the ones that are still in the business and still winning. But it, it's it's all relative because, you know, during the hot months and during everything that everybody's happy and everybody's rolling, the ones that aren't producing at that point, you know, they're just not going to produce anyways. The ones that are producing that normally wouldn't be producing because there's so much activity, they're not going to stay on. Um, I, and I've seen some some men. I, I had a guy a while back I was
1: parked um, right down the road actually this Publix right down the road here and um, I guess he was looking at it for the Eagles Landing community because all those people shop right here at that Publix so Danielle ran into the grocery store we were going somewhere and so Dylan and I were just hanging in the car for a few while she ran in and uh, he was walking out in the parking lot as people were coming out with their groceries he was handing out his real estate business card see I love it and he was like hey you know, I work the area if you know of anybody let me know That was it. Have a great day. You know why?
0: Why? We have this thing in Keller Williams. It's called Bold. It's like the class for, it's like a two-month class, and it pretty much ramps up. It's like going to a motivational, you know, convention times 10 because you're in it for so long, Mm -hmm. and it's all about phone calls, contacts, and, and just getting out to the people. You see that die off, but that's, I guarantee you, he's probably in Bold. Was gotcha. he with Keller Williams? Yep. Yeah, that's why. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, the the interesting thing to me is,
1: you know, when you say like that, your competition, like I said in, I think it was the last podcast, mm-hmm. we talked about, um, you know, war or sport. And, I, you know, I was saying, you know, my competition out there, for the most part, I have re- great relationships with other agencies. I mean, some yeah. of my best relationships, some of my best networking is with other agencies. And it's a, it's a, it's a cool support system. I don't want to see them lose. I don't want to see them. Let me rephrase that. I don't want to see them fail. I just want to beat them. Mm-hmm. You know, I want them to do well. I just want to do better. Just want to rip their heads off. Yeah, like I, I don't want to see them fail for me to win. Right. You know? No. But you, you if want, it's wanna foot race, I, competition. I don't want them to trip and fall. I just want to run faster than they do. Yeah, you know? I'm with
0: you. I'm with you. And that that's a sign of a of a a competitive person, yet someone who is has that winner mindset. So, but that's the way to look at it for sure. I mean, if, if you take it to the extreme of like, I want to tear everybody else's building down so I have the tallest building, you're not having that yeah. winning mentality. It's yeah. just not going to be it.
1: Now, but back to, you know, just like your industry, there's people who are getting to play right now at a higher level mm-hmm. that, that ha- don't have the experience or the knowledge. And, you know, hey, maybe that's true. Maybe I'm getting to play at a little bit higher level than I normally would have. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, some of these entry level guys. I, that does frustrate me because I, they'll put a close above quality, and I don't do business that way. And I know that stuff catches up with people, but they're getting a false positive of the reward of, of really churning some business. And, um, you know, they're, they're setting themselves up for for
0: failure. Yeah. I mean, w- one, we've talked about that. I mean, I think we've talked about that probably like in the first few podcasts. But sure. Uh, it really comes down to that whole transactional versus, you know, customer service focused. Mm-hmm. And when you, have, when you have that sort of focus, you just you just can't win long term. That's short term game.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, you know, but it also, I also think it gives those people who are coming into it the chance to actually see what the difference is. Because that's a whole learning phase because I will say, like, when I came into the business, it was right after, right after, um, right towards the end of the economy, you kind of just, bull, you know, Mm -hmm. bull face down. Um, But so I got the, 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 the idea of, okay, well, I'm selling short sales right now. That's all I'm doing. I have no idea how to sell a normal house. So I got into it selling short sales, and, and that's when you sell a short sale, you are getting into meeting that person, right? Because they're at the absolute worst time in their life, right? You get to see their their debts at the highest it could be, their incomes at the lowest, and they just can't keep up. Their house is selling at a hundred thousand when they bought it at two. You yeah, know, it's just survival, right? And you you're seeing these things with these people. And you actually have to connect with these people because if you look at it transactional, you won't get it done because it's such a long, long transaction. Right now, we're looking at... When you looked at a short sell just a few years ago, it took almost two to three months to get it sold. Short. That, that That's the short end. Long end, you're looking at a year and a half. That's crazy, man. Yeah, And it's not easy work because <clears throat> you're contacting through a bank. Banks don't give a shit. Yeah. So, it... That, for me, I was looking at it, I'm like, this is business. This is this is norm, right? And then I got to see the back end of it where we started coming back up. You know, you saw the economy trying to rebuild. We were seeing new builds. And then I'm like, holy cow, we can close this thing in 30 days? Let's rock and roll, right?
1: No, I, th- I, th- I think definitely, you know, with things picking up, e- e- even the people who are on point, I-, I mean, it will get you a little spoiled. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, I opened my agency July 1st of 2011, mm-hmm. and it was me for the first 18 months. Right. And then I could start bringing on staff. And, you know, man, I mean, God, I still remember, uh, you know, the first person I brought on, and you know, we started making calls. I mean, all we had was leads. We'd have to buy leads. And, I mean, just stacks and stacks and stacks of leads. So you got the lead, but now you got to sit there and try to work it. And even if they quote, it doesn't mean you're going to get it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I remember both of us just literally calling leads nonstop. And there would be times I would walk back to her office because I was checking in like every hour, every day, of every week. I mean, so we could just try to make it. I mean, there was some days I would actually be crying at her desk because the stress of it, you know, of just trying to get something to hit. But that allowed us – we knew if we could grow during those bad times, you know, we could could, um, grow – with, with the good, right? So you know, I mean, it really harmed us. I mean, I you know, I, I've heard this saying. I don't know if it's Tony Robbins, but you know, being built for winter. Yeah. Um. And I've always just thought that was a really cool thing. Like the, the people who win are built for winter. They can, yeah. they can take that.
0: Well, I think it also falls into having the passion in what you do. If you're doing it for the money, once that money starts to dry up because of the winter, um, y- you lose interest, and you're like, okay, well, my plan B was to go to you know, back to my finance job. And you're like, okay, you know, and
1: and you know, like I say, with the market changing the way it is for the insurance industry, man, I mean, technology's gobbling up quite a bit. I mean, we're trying to find, you got a lot of people trying to re identify who they are and how they fit in the market. Mm -hmm. And I'm right there with it. I mean, I'm not special. I mean, I'm, I'm sitting here trying to learn how I can still be relevant and it's shaking things up, you know? So, um, that's the other interesting thing about business. You know, it never stays the same. Right. You're either growing, you're dying. Something's changing on you. Um, and you know, I I want everybody to listen up to this. I mean, because this is important. You need to. This is a good takeaway, especially if you're starting a business or you're thinking about going into business. If you think about going into business, like make a decision. If you've had that idea for a year, like do something with it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The time is going to pass either way. I've probably had the same conversation. You know, we've done what, 30 something podcasts now? Yeah. <laughs> it's probably been on half of them. But I, I mean it, like, quit sitting on it. If you haven't even set money aside, if you haven't even made a commitment, just say, hey, I don't know if I'm going to do this idea or not, but I'm going to start sitting uh, 500 bucks a month aside or whatever the dollar amount, start putting it aside so you can have some cash flow to start it in a certain period of time. You, you realize, like, that time's going to go either way. Like, think about your last birthday. You, know, you can think of how quick it came and went. It, that's life. Yeah. So make a decision and start doing something. The next five years is going to go. Or are you going to be moving towards that dream or not? Because I can go ahead and gu- guarantee you, even if you come out of the hole and you're making some awesome money, you're going to go through ups and downs. It's part of it. I was naive to that fact when I opened my business. So. I thought I would I, – I crave hard work. It, it gives me purpose, okay? So um, – I know I'm not the only one that doesn't make me special, but you know, hard work, I crave it. Like, so I knew when I started my business, I was going to go in and I was going to have to work my ass off, but I thought it would get to a point where things would get easier. But I've noticed about myself that that has not been the case. The things that used to be difficult are easy now. They don't keep me up at night, but it's all relative. It all goes with scale. Every time I try to grow, I hit a new spot where it's difficult. And it stresses me just like the small stuff did back in the day. But I'm still learning. I'm still growing. Like, that's part of this process. That's what I think makes, you know, everybody talks about entrepreneurship like it's so sexy. But, man, you know, the word might be sexy. It might sound cool. But, I mean, it is not for the faint of heart. Like, you're more than likely not going to just come out the gates, do extremely well, and always do well. That that roadmap, I mean, it is up and down. And if you can't stay focused and do the things you, sh- you feel like you shouldn't have to do um, and, and know that's always going to be a pattern with it, that you're going to have to work times you don't want to work, like to continue to keep growing, you will have to do that. And the stresses you feel today, you will feel five years from now. They may be different subject matter, but the way that, you know, that you're trying to learn and grow and the uncertainty, the, you know, being uncomfortable, those kind of things, making stretches, all that stays. It never goes away. And I think that's what I've had to learn to embrace. And it was a little bit of a shocker for me, but it also has kept me focused on what I'm truly passionate about, what I'm trying to do. And, and how I go about this mission. I've been able to provide for my family in ways that I never was before because I've w- been willing to do it, and that's cool. I can quickly reflect. I can tally that up and, and see the return, and that makes it worth it for me. It makes it worth it for me when I know I give a better quality service or product that somebody isn't. You know, So if you really want to do it, if you talk about it, and you've talked about it for years and you haven't done anything, maybe you really don't want to do it. I'm not trying to tell anybody just to give up, but you, you can't give up on something you never
0: started. That's true. And then I think that also kind of flows into going back to passion and touching on what you just went through. Um, when you're choosing a career, like maybe, maybe the, some of the, the people that are listening are trying to choose a career path and they've focused they've done the school they're they're entering their career and they're having a hard time focusing on is this really something i want to do i think once you once you've made that step into picking that career and you're already entering that field i think you need to make sure that it's something you're passionate about you know because no matter if you are you know salary based and you work for someone, or if you are owning your own business and pushing every day, right, that still, you still, at some point, the economy will do an up-down wave. There's no way to go. it. That's how the economy works. Mm -hmm. Whether it's focused, and I have my stipulations on that, I'll touch base on that in a second, but you have to be ready for that up-down because what happens when you get in that field it's everything you thought it was and you enjoy the up and down right and you're like okay well we are going down right now and we're not doing the same business that we were now we're having to focus on trimming trees instead of cutting grass you know you're you're focusing on different things or like with i mean like well, i mean let's go back to your example I mean, when you
1: when you came in i mean you said just because it was short sales. So there could be a time when it goes back to short sales. Am I right?
0: Oh, there's no doubt. And yeah. if it does, I'm ready for it because that's something that I was eating every day. Yeah. Like everybody was like, oh, I don't want to do it. I was like, give me that. I'll take that off your hands and I promise you it'll get done. Yeah. Like I want something in the cabinet other than ramen noodles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. So, but that, that thats that, that's the whole concept, man. I want to throw this out there. How do you think the next crash is going to come? I don't know, man. I don't know if I
1: can even intelligently answer that. Really? Do, I mean, I, I feel like the housing market judges so much. I mean, w- I mean, what's your thoughts on that? I, I really, I don't have an
0: market. Um, it takes way, it takes way too much to. Uh, it takes way too much to get a loan these days, and there's so much more behind it than it used to be that we're not going to see a housing crash. The housing market's not going to crash. If it does, you know, slap me in the face. But mm. from what I've seen, we've seen such an increase. We're just now seeing numbers that are above where we were, um, you know, prior to the market crash. So now it's we're at that point where people are like, oh, the housing market's going to crash. But it's not. Uh, we've seen a steady increase. Everything's been solid. I don't even think we've formed a bubble yet. Uh, I think we have another 10 years easy before we even see a bubble. Um, When I do say that, I think the market, what's going to drive that market fall will be student loan. Once they start trying to collect and they realize these things are not working out, these students who got an art degree are not making any money, you know, and they have one hundred and fifty thousand dollars in debt, or whatever it may be. You know, that's gonna that's gonna tax on some folks.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I, I know that stuff's um, you know, it's uh, it's bad. I mean, I, you know, I was fortunate a lot. I, I, I did not finish college. When I was going. I mean, I was using, you know, I took advantage of hope,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and uh, that so helped sorry. tremendously. I, I don't. It was a what a you know three point three or three point five maybe to get it. I can't remember. It was a joke. Oh. But you
0: are smart. I will give you it. I'll give I, you it. I have you fooled. I'm just really deceptive. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Um, but that, that everything that we just kind of touched base on actually did flow into what I wanted to hit. The prior podcast for the past two or one week? Last week. It was last week. I told you that we're going to be going into a few different topics, right? Yep. And I'm going to ask you some questions, and you can ask me them questions or whatever mm-hmm. it comes out to be. But they're going to be focused on business and the business world and... Entrepreneur and and salary-based work and just having a job in general. The business world, right? This week is crisis. Okay, you ready? Mm -hmm. So it is inevitable topic in the world of business. Crisis. When you have ups, you have downs. And just because everything's hitting hard and everything's good right now doesn't mean it's always going to be that way. And so the question would be, how do you manage your crises? So I'll tell you the
1: number one way is to, number one, try to have good, solid plans and where, you know, try to project or look into things that could that you think could come into play in the future. But at the end of the day, a cash flow, man. It's cash flow. Like, cash flow trumps a lot of stuff. Tr- cash flow will fix a lot of issues. I, I had this conversation twice over the past two days uh, just talking about cash flow, and that's it. I mean, things are going to go down. You know, it's it's um, it's like I heard Ed Milet talking about a study that was done by Yale or Harvard or something where they asked – 10, 11, 12 year old kids in India what they wanted to be when they grew up. The number one response was software engineers. Because that part of the country, where, where, I mean, that, that part of the world, like, that's a thriving industry. Like, they see purpose in that. They asked the same age kids in the U.S. You know what the number one answer was? Famous. <laughs> Famous. You know? Look, and I, I don't think it's just the kids, right? So there's adults that are the same way. Man, what a. What a way to set yourself up for failure your entire life. Mm-hmm. Um, m- people think they got to be a Mark Zuckerberg, all right, where you create a business and it just goes to billions, or a Jeff Bezos. I mean, those, those guys are celebrated, which they should be. I mean, they're titans. I mm-hmm. mean, unbelievable what they've done. But most people who are going to go into business, and, and we probably just don't see what they've been through, right? So they, they make it a lot more romantic than it is. Um, but- There's so much up and down. There's a ton of up and down. And when you have crisis, you need to be focused on some cash flow, man. You got the cash flow. It makes things easier. Danielle and I had something happen a while back. Cost a big chunk of change. You know what, though? I'd prep for it. I had the cash flow. I'd save the money. You know what I did? I got pissed off. I wrote the check. And then I went back to my normal routine. I, I, I didn't have to sweat it so much because I could cover it. What sucks is having that same situation happen and then you don't have the money to cover it. Cash flow. If you're in business for yourself, you need to be sending money back. You need to be disciplined in that. Anybody can enjoy being in business for themselves when, um, or, or just life in general when everything goes perfectly smooth. You know? you, you, you got to have the cash flow sitting there you got to be disciplined in that I promise you because something's going to change something's going to happen uh, or you're going to be ready to make another type of crisis not just because something breaks or burns down maybe if things going well but then you have an opportunity and it's a crisis because you can't figure a solution because you don't have the cash flow once again Yeah. You know, there's opportunities to grow frankly I'm facing one right now literally yesterday I came across my desk huge opportunity huge man it scares the shit out of me so huge. But you know what? If I had three times the money in my retained earnings, it wouldn't scare me as bad. Right. Even though I've done well with that, the first thought was I need more cash flow.
0: Yeah. Period. And going into that, just taking that from, from your perspective as far as cash flow, I just bought a house with a buddy of mine, and we're going to do the flip. I'm thinking about it. We, we sat down and we had a business meeting the other day, just kind of go over what, what it's going to entail, okay? Well, as of right now, we can't even get into the house because the ex-wife is still living in the home, mm-hmm. okay? But we do know it's going to need a AC repair or a new AC, okay? Then also, we know for a fact it's going to need flooring and it's going to need paint. Right off the top, we're looking at about, what, 15? Maybe, unless that new AC unit is actually a new AC unit, Mm -hmm. we're going to be in some trouble. Not trouble, because things have been prepared for, right? But not having some sort of a comfort level of saying, okay, well, in my Roth IRA, I have this much. I know for a fact if I need to pull this out, I'll be okay. Not having that or looking at it because... You have to you have to compare what's what's going on. I mean, even even the buy in, I didn't have the money for it, right? I had to get hard money to get into the into it. Knowing that, thinking I can flip this thing in three months, which I think we can, and I feel pretty confident. in It if that doesn't work out, I'll just go have to bust some asses and get some get some more money. Yeah. I mean, but that, that that that's the whole concept of it. You know, you have to be willing to risk it to get the biscuit. That's right. Right? That's right. I get that from you. <clears throat> hey, man, that's true.
1: Uh, I mean, you could you could add, you could call Danielle right now and ask her on the phone. Anytime a problem comes up and say something, it's, I have one response I always come back with. It's simple. We just got to make some more money. I'll call her. <laughs> that might not be appropriate for the podcast because <laughs> she'll, she'll probably uh, you know do a few explicits in there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> don't do that to me. <laughs> But that's the response, man. That's the response. We Okay, we just got to figure out how to get some more money. Yeah. I, I don't wake up every day. Money's important to me, and I want to make more of it because it's a scorecard. Mm-hmm. Um, and once again, I mean, but I, I, I'm, I'll continue to want to make more. But I've also, I can remember when I started my career, my first year in insurance, I made $18,000. And I, I mean, I worked hard, and I was commissioned. And there was some weeks I absolutely starved. Mm -hmm. All right. 18 grand my first year. But I remember when I got to like, I remember I had some stuff change. I was at $36,000 and something made me think about 60. Like that was my next goal. I was like, I want to get to 60,000. And I sat there and thought about it. I was like, man, 60,000 a year. Like if I ever get to that, I'll never, like, I'll be set. Like Mm -hmm. I'll be set. Like I, that was like. That was the same as a million to me. You know, yeah. I was looking at it, I was just like, that's realistic. Oh, my God, I might make that much money. That's crazy. You know, when I got to 60, man, it, next thing I was thinking, I was like, all right, where's 72? Mm-hmm. Where's 80? Where's mm-hmm. 90? Where's 100? Like, right? all that does is change. It's all relative. It is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you you keep going. So, you know, uh, money's important. Money drives everything. But I mean, it, sh- it shouldn't be your only purpose. And I'm getting off track from your from our original conversation here. But, you know, back to crisis. Cash flow, especially if you're um, in business and it's just you, you know, look, it's easy. It's just you. Your overhead's low. You know, you don't have a lot of obligations to other people. You know, it's You've put in the hard work and you want to just take the money and put it in your pocket and, and, and do that stuff. Like I get it. I totally get it. But what will differentiate you from the other people out there are the ones who know how to be disciplined and know what their plan is and where they're
0: going and how they properly allocate that money. And I'll go into that really quick. There's about four things that I really want at the moment. And they're not crazy expensive, but I keep thinking about it. Is that something that I need? Do I need that right now? Is it going to better my life in this way? I lost my Costas and my Ray-Bans, both gone. Okay, I was like, you know what? I need a new pair of Costas. I needed some sunglasses. But I lost them or I broke them. And so now I'm like, you know what? I deserve to look at that sun. I deserve to have to stare, have that son stare at me in the face, and so I'm I've I've passed the coasters, I've I've passed Ray bans and I keep looking at them in the store, and I'm like, you know what? Nope, not yet, not yet. Let's go close some more houses, and then we'll go by. You,
1: you know, but no, I'm big on setting goals. Like, there's something I want, we all want stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there there is there's absolutely. I encourage. Like, I want that. Okay, what? Well, let me put a deal. Like how was it? Don't justify you just mm-hmm. buying it. Like if it's if something in your mind says, "Ah, can I justify this?" then you probably can't. So so put a number down, put a sales down, put a goal down, accomplish it and then you get the reward. Right. There's nothing wrong with that. That's that's healthy. Yeah, 100%.
0: You know? 100%. So so how long is it going to take you to earn those uh, Ray-Bans? My thought was I have 30 by 90. 30 listings by within 90 days. Is where I'm at. It's about
1: you—you setting something, even as small as that
0: is, and earning it. I I think it keeps you connected. It keeps mm -hmm. you passionate. You know, I mean, no, man, I I like that. I do that stuff. Right, and so that—that—that's my concept. Is if I don't need it, if I can withstand 90 days of staring at the sun to get these things, to get these listings that I know that I can achieve them. You know, what's 30 listings in 90 days? And I think that goes, you know, we talk about
1: crisis, then cash flow, to spending. Mm-hmm. Look, I, I, I mean, just to stay on this, because I can, I can run a fucking tangent on this all day, all yeah. right? Because some of that, that stuff just drives me crazy. Like, you know, uh, look, how you look is important. I mean, it is. No, yeah. How you represent yourself. If, if you're yourself.
0: an ugly mofo, then you're probably not going to do too well. <sighs> I don't People know. People don't I, want I to mean, do I'm, business. I, I, might, I might
1: be breaking that chain then. No, <laughs> I, I, wait, you <laughs>
0: If, if you're fat and you're ugly and you just don't have a personality and your teeth are all jacked up and your hair is all not... Sounds like I'm listening to Bradley right now. But it's the truth. He, he
1: is correct. I, I totally agree with you. Yeah. He, he's completely correct. Um, once again, I think people need to keep this in mind as we're talking here. That is not the only determining factor. Of course not. But we're just saying it helps. Be put together well. Have your hair cut. Put your fingernails, you know, like stuff like that, you know, be clean. Be presentable. But I will tell you, um, I don't go out and buy $2,000 Brooks Brothers suits, you know, on the regular yeah. to, to, you yeah, yeah, you, you yeah. <laughs> to, to, um, try to portray something. I don't feel like I am, you know? So that's just an example where I wouldn't go buy a $100,000 car right now just to try to portray something that I don't think I am, you know. Yeah, I, I want to be true to me. Yeah. One of the most successful guys that I've ever known, no joke. I've, I've been in situations where, like, he do slip on shoes. He pop his shoe off, and he'd have a hole in the sock. Mm-hmm. Toby's sticking out of it, you know, and he's still wearing them. Yeah, like he, he, I don't view him as cheap. You know, it's just not relevant. It's not. It's not relevant to him. Like he he's he's doing way bigger things. He ain't worried about some sock with a damn hole in it. Yeah. You know, like that doesn't face it. him. I love it. He didn't He didn't determine his success on how fancy his socks look. Right. You know what I mean? No, yeah, I'm with you. So, um, you know, there's there's a lot to be said about that. And I think that comes back down to discipline. I think somewhere down deep there's a guy that started out and that was broke and making trying to do everything he could to make every end meet. And he probably still has that same mentality. It's just on a different scale. Yeah. And that's his focus. And that's why he wins. And that's why he's successful. And that's why people view him that way, you know. Anybody's capable of it. You know, it's not some mystic thing. I If if I took a snapshot of the 19-year-old James that was getting an insurance and showed him where he's at today, he probably wouldn't see it. He probably wouldn't right. believe it. 34-year-old James right now looks looking right now going, man, I should be further along. I should have done more. I should have been more disciplined. I should have hit more sales. I should have been more aggressive, blah, 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 Right.
0: So, you know, just keep in mind. it's all relative. I mean, that's how I feel right now. And then I have people telling me, like, I can't believe, you know, you're at where you're at right now because of your age. I'm like, I feel like I'm not doing well. Behind, man. Yeah. I feel feel like I'm, like, losing as as each day goes. But going to that, what you just said as far as not buying, you know, out of your range, like, right now, I'll say this. Go close one thing. Go spend that thousand dollars on that suit, and tell me you don't want to kick yourself in the ass. And then that that, that next month when you don't close, yeah, I've been there, yeah. done it, and it wasn't fun. Next question. Bring us
1: back around, man. We're getting off topic. Yeah, but I, I think, we're making some valid points. It is people though. need to consider. They need yeah. to be real about this. Like it's not some romantic crap. It's like people like try to romanticize, uh, you know, war. Yeah, you know, it's like they, they do it with all these big CEOs out here, and they romanticize what they've accomplished, what they've done, you know. But like those guys,
0: blood, sweat, tears—you get those boys guys who are getting bullets in the head, and people are like, "Oh, you know, it's all about this."
1: Yeah, I mean, look, war's are romanticized, and I, I kind of get it. I kind of get. I think it's a, it's an honor, kind of respect thing. Mm-hmm. But like, dude, I've been there. Like, there's there's some pretty nasty. Yeah. It's 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 horrible, you know. All you're seeing is a highlight reel where we celebrate the heroes, which
0: the heroes should be celebrated. But, like, all the other stuff, dude, it's... People don't want to know the dirty. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Um, what kind of crisis occur in your workplace? And that could be with employees. It could be, you know, when you first started. And it doesn't have to be full, you know, large-scale business. But in your workplace day to day what kind of crisis do you see uh, look I can tell you the crisis
1: we're going through right now Rocket. so I mentioned earlier I have an opportunity that came across as a yeah. good crisis but I don't have the can answer you ca- for you can you
0: tell us what that opportunity is uh, I just have the opportunity for a
1: really nice acquisition okay. um, and <laughs> it's big you know it put me in a good spot I think it's a good opportunity for both myself and the seller um, uh, you know but I'm not going to once again I'm not going to get romantic I mean if it It's a math problem, all right? The numbers work or they don't for both of us. Uh, But once again, the crisis is, dang, I wish I had more cash flow. I wish I had more people in reserve in different places, and it would probably be a slam dunk. Right now, I'm having to crunch it and sweat to see if it makes sense. Um, But the other crisis I've been dealing with for a little bit, I completed an acquisition in December. We hustled out all that. Man, we just went crazy. Get it done. Doesn't matter what it takes customers happy, things flowing, people trained. And that's been my focus for, you know, since December. And on top of that, we brought in new systems, new marketing. I mean, like, I've literally tore this thing down to the framework, man. I mean, I was bringing in new, bringing in another, another company, and merging it with mine. And so I was just like, I guess I'm a glutton for punishment sometimes. I was like, well, we're doing this. Screw it. Well, I was like, well just let's, just, <laughs> let's just restart everything. Let's get it running like it should. That has been a massive undertaking. But you know what? I'm providing better service. There's better flow through my office. People are more understanding of what their job is. I have better technology. All the better. Here's the crisis. Now there's been so much focus on customer retention and customer service, which there should be. New clients. Oh, man. New clients? Mm. Like, we all feel a little rusty right this second. It's like... Well, wait a minute. We we got to go hustle some business. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to crank that machine back up. Yeah. And get that stuff going. And it's That's where I'm at. I'm uncomfortable. That's where I'm, I'm at. I'm uncomfortable right now. Mm-hmm. And I don't I don't like it, but I know I'll get it fixed. Like if I wasn't uncomfortable, I wouldn't see it as a problem. You know what I mean? Right. Like it's got me uncomfortable, it's stressing me, and I'm going to fix it cuz I don't I don't walk in my business stressed every day. I refuse to like people think that's a norm. That's not the norm. If you got something stressing you every day, you need to fucking fix it, man. Because mm-hmm. something's not right. I I'm not gonna operate like that. So I'm gonna figure out. I'm gonna there's the stressor. I just got to get a line back up. And I got to get that machine back cranking. And um, but damn, man, it's gonna be.
0: I got I got a little uphill climb here to get all this back rolling. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Um, we ended up bringing on about ten listings uh, last two months. Mm-hmm. And so I got so focused on that, trying to, you know, work those, warm those clients, and then calling up back past clients, kind of touch base. I looked at it. We're almost done with those 10. And I'm like, ooh. <laughs> Where's the other three, five, six, and 10, you know? But that's that's part of it. So, I mean, you walked in only this morning. I was making my phone calls. Like, yeah. I mean, I'm. it's all about the hustle. So...
1: But you know what? It's just as uncomfortable right now as it has been in the past. Like I'm like, crap. I feel a little rusty. Like this mm-hmm. has been so much focus. I have been saturated in what we needed to do, um, or what should be done. And we got it. We've gotten it rolling. But man, it's like project next project. Here we come.
0: Let's get, let's figure it out. This is what we got to do. Adapt and pivot. Yep. So. Going into it as far as what sort of crisis have affected our country that has affected you. So, obviously, we go back to Mm -hmm. the big dip in the economy. And you said, you know, you were having to hustle between you and and another person, right? Mm -hmm. How did that affect your mindset for today? Going into thinking there's going to be another one, which there will be, I mean...
1: I mean, I, look, I, I, it doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't just apply to me. It applies to everybody. Right. Um, when you go do something that is is harder than you expect or you don't know if you can do and then you do it, what does it do? It breeds confidence, and confidence is what makes you win. I'm with it. I mean, I, I think that is probably one of the main differences. There's people who are unbelievably more intelligent than me, but at the end of the day, the normal guy – who says, I'm gonna start a company, or lady who says, you know what, there's not a lot of people in the industry that's females, but I'm gonna be the female who goes in here into this industry, and I'm gonna dominate. Mm-hmm. It's their confidence, man. You know, that's what it is. It's what you outwardly project, and that's how you go about and win. I mean, I've seen it in salespeople many times, the one who's confident in just who they are as an individual. Maybe not the product or all that other stuff, but just confident that I know that I have what it takes to take no's, and to keep going and figure stuff out, confidence. So anytime you get over a hump, you build a little more confidence.
0: Going into confidence, last night I went into, uh, I was at the gym, and Monday is, you know, my heavy day, kind of going through the motions. And I was not feeling too well in the beginning, got to deadlifts, and I told you, like, that's my that's my jamma. Mm. And so I've been so stuck on three plates like, I've done more before in the past when I was kind of feeling, you know, good. <laughs> and then things kind of dipped, as they do. And so I've been kind of stuck at three plates. For some reason, you know, I can't get past 315, for ten reps. And so I for some reason, I can't get over that hump. Last night, I went into the gym. It was just me. It was just the weight. And I had my headphones in, and I'm going – and I stick on those three plates, right? Warmed up with the two, stick the three on. And I'm like, oh, you know, racked them up, pulled it. I was like, that's easy. Stuck on stuck on a little bit of, you know, a little bit more weight, pulled it. I was like, that's easy. And then so at, the, at, at some point, dude, I'm looking around. And I'm like, I'm just sticking on some weight. Get it up to 365. And I was like, holy moly. I've done a little bit more in the past, but... Where I'm at now, eating what I'm eating now, for 365, like, I was so happy, and I felt so, you know? That's awesome. So, but that it gave me the confidence as I started putting on that extra weight. I'm like, I'm going to test this out. I'm going to put this on. I'm going to add another five pounds. And it just, slowly it started increasing. You can definitely see that with that confidence build, it's just like, let's just see what happens. I woke up a little bit slow this morning. I don't want to say that, rolling out of bed. But, you know, that was part of it. So confidence is key. Confidence is absolutely key. I'm going to wrap it up, man. We're running on, running on some time.
1: Yeah, hey, we appreciate it. Um, give us a like.
0: Leave a review. And uh, if you haven't subscribed, subscribe. And I want to say this. There is a little three dots right next to the podcast. It has you click on that or you tap it. And it'll pull up a thing that says share this podcast basically. Send it out to somebody that you know maybe you haven't talked to in a minute. We'll see you next week.
1: Come cool, on.